1: It's time to stop making excuses. The peace of mind you get after a colonoscopy is worth it. It's the best way to prevent and detect one of the deadliest cancers. In fact, your doctor can remove precancerous polyps during the procedure if necessary. That's right, before it even turns to cancer. No buts about it. Get a colonoscopy at 45 and follow up every 10 years or as recommended by your doctor. Find a location or schedule now at avera.org slash colon.
2: Hi, I'm Jackie Zabrowski And I'm MJ And I'm Holden from the Page 7 Podcast And we're going on to it! it! That's right. We're touring all up in this motherfreaking
3: country. i cursing, so whatever, Jackie. Just say the filthy F-word already. And we will say the filthy F-word when we come to your town. That's right. We're coming to Texas, the Midwest, the Northeast, and then right back here in Cali, baby. For ticket links and more details, visit LastPodcastNetwork.com. That's right. LastPodcastNetwork.com. Page 7 and Wizard and the Bruiser present Release, Release the, the butthole, cut. butthole Cut. Wait, that's
4: really what we're calling the tour? Absolutely. Absolutely, release the butthole cut. For more information, go to LastPodcastNetwork.com <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh,
2: uh-oh, Big, big, yep, is it. Just take that, put it on some wind beat drop. Just keep on swinging it, Get jiggy, Get chromed up, better body. When you're gone, and baby, you need to come home. Come home. Rock that body until the break of day. Talk to me. It's a mashup. Boy. It's a mashup. It's a hey 2003 ya. mashup. Doo, 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 doo. Hey, yeah. Do, 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 do. Hey, yeah. It's Oh my God! They will see us waving us from
3: such great, great heights. heights. Come down,
2: down
4: now, we'll the garden. Stay. I man, this the Garden is a State soundtrack. I don't know—is yeah, the Garden State, it, State soundtrack? Anyone this sing is Hooba a stank?
3: I couldn't oh sing oh my a Hooba Stank song of
2: my life. Uh, attended what up. do you mean? I know Garden State's 2004.
4: 2004 but but this is the music. The seeds are being planted for that very soundtrack this year.
2: Wait. I found the reason for me to change you I you
3: that's the stank, MJ. The Don't stank. fucking look at me like that. <laughs> I, I, now I know that's the stank, but if you had been like name a hoop a stank melt like sing a uh-huh. melody, I'd be like, I can't do that. <laughs> I know that everybody in 2003 thought they were stupid, and everyone still thinks they're stupid, but I'm Whoa, not sure. Whoa, <laughs> you're staking on the stake right now? It sounds like you're staking on the steak, and I'm I don't know st- if I can support this. I'm staking on the steak, and listen, this is not just a fun... Melody start to the episode for Jackie from 2003. This is what we like to call a page seven rewind. Whoa!
2: Rewind. And yes, we are talking about the year 2003. This is a big formative year for all three of us. I mean, namely because Postal Service oh. dropped <laughs> such great heights There is this the year.
3: Before my life before a Postal Service and my life after the Postal Service. It'll never
2: yeah, be the kind same. Of. It'll never be the same. But, but Holden, do you feel that way because you were old at this
4: i was much older as i always am when we have these conversations uh i this is a really interesting time time for me i mean in a way like the media wise i'd come to find a lot of these things later because i was like I don't listen to a lot I don't like watch a lot of TV. I was definitely an uh I don't own a TV asshole around this time. Yeah, and yeah, I will sure. yeah, yeah. wave that flag of I was a total <laughs> I don't have a I I think the, I don't own a TV Yeah, I don't I think that I don't own a TV people are like whatever uh these days. But um yeah, it was I was in college and this was like I had a horrible kind of, I, I thought everything was gonna change when I got to college, right? I thought like I was just, my whole life was mad. I could, you know, cause you get to start over. I was like joining the theater program, like I'll be with like minded people. I'll be, I get there. I'm immediately like at a deficit because I was late. I was like out of state and late to registering for a dorm. So I ended up in like a horrible dorm called Cash Hall. It was like where all the losers and outcasts and like.
2: I wouldn't even step foot inside a Cash Hall. It was
4: horrible. (laughs) It was horrible. It was one of those situations where I was like, oh, oh, it's just like more high school essentially where I was like. Kind of miserable in my living situation. I had a terrible roommate. Uh, my the theater program, like I was immediately alienated from it. Did the faculty did like just immediately saw me and was just like, no, this guy. Why? Why would you let this guy in? <laughs> and so everything was just kind of the rug pulled under me freshman year. But at the end of freshman year, I was given keys to this apartment. I was essentially handed down this apartment situation in this place called the House of Chaos. <laughs> it was right next to the theater school it was technically of course every
3: college campus has a house of chaos
4: right oh, it was yeah. it was technically off campus but it was right on campus so like even the the campus police no one knew how to like
3: it was like it was like international waters
4: yeah, it was like weirdly international. Like it really was. It was this bizarre scenario. And literally like the first day of of college, like a bunch of people just showed up, like all the cool theater kids that I would always wanted to be friends with all showed up. We're like, we're your new friends now. We're going to hang out all the time here. We're going to throw parties. It's going to be great. And so this 2003 was like the year of uh, it was the butterfly. It was my butterfly year. Two thousand two, two thousand three. Two thousand two is kind of when it started, the transition, right? And I just all of a sudden I was like, uh I was I was I had I had cool friends going to parties, I kissed a girl and I liked it. <laughs> wow.
3: That wow. Song would come out not that long after this year, but No. Okay, so what about
4: what about you guys? Yeah. Where were you at in two thousand three in your life?
3: T- set the scene for us. Uh, sweet sixteen, bitches. This was wow. This is like the height
2: of me becoming popular. This was like everything wow. Okay. Oh yeah. Wow. This both hold it, Jackie. Popular years. This is our yeah. popular years. And um, I remember I had, which everyone thought was so fucking cool, was I did a. Uh, photo scavenger hunt for my sixteenth birthday, where I put everyone was in teams, and every team had to have someone that had a car so that they could go and drive around and get it. But and I thought I was the smartest person of all time. It was <laughs> like technically, one of the most wholesome things to do for your sweet sixteen. And then we went out and got a bunch of drugs afterwards. But that right. was fine. No one needs to know about that part. But the I was just great because like we all wore togas, but we, were, we did it during the day. How? How beautiful and childlike is that?
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: at the same time, after, but then, you know, we did go to the uh, pier afterwards. And when we go down to the pier, (laughs) all things are (laughs) off. you know? It's funny.
4: You were living this double life a little bit, huh? Back then.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh, I did for a very long time. But now I don't lie anymore and I don't hide my uh, addictions. So that's kind of nice. Hey!
4: I lied so much in high school. It was not. It was so I ridiculous. Was lie. I don't know. All I did I was lie. lie.
2: And I cannot tell a lie now. Like now, I'm at a point in my life. Yeah, that agreed. go ahead. Try to get me. I can't lie about anything anymore. I'm not a good actress. It's why I stopped auditioning. I just can't <laughs> lie anymore, and that's okay. <laughs> And yes, I'm calling all good actors and actresses liars. Liars, <laughs> yeah. They're liars is what your they professional are. Professional liars. Yeah. We all know it. And that's why you're lying real
4: life Yeah, well. that's why
2: I'm not getting the jobs. That's <laughs> why.
4: <laughs> yeah. Because you're a bunch of pretty little liars. liars.
3: Pretty, pretty little liars. Where's your A? Liar. Yeah. What about you, MJ? Where yeah, were you MJ. at? I had a bit of a, of a, well, I was in high school like Jackie, but my brother is Holden's age, and so he was in college. And so and I basically became Oh my god, just, how
2: much anger did you have? How angry oh, yeah, were you? I was, I was so, <laughs> so angry. I was, I was, was so angry, angry. Oh, that yeah. Henry was at college <laughs> yeah. and then I was still in high school. Yes.
4: Well, Jackie, despite all your rage, you were still just oh, a rat, just rat in a rat cage. Rat
2: <laughs> in a cage hey, slamming what? pills, just eating pills. Oh yeah.
3: I, my kids are only a grade apart and i'm like i always think like well thank god you know zelda will only have to be like angry for a year you know like that, that yeah. Freddie yes. is off of college yeah so but i became totally obsessed with visiting uh john at college and w- that was when i first heard the postal service for the first time and it really was like i had a joke before like life before the postal service and after but i think that that album was probably the first like indie album i yes. ever heard and i I remember exactly where I was <laughs> like that night. I remember who I was with. It was like fucking seeing color for the first time. I was so yeah, happy. And so I feel like this year, 2003 was, I was in high school and I was, you know, I had a, uh, I complained all the time about my childhood in my hometown, but I had, I had a great, great friends, good theater program in my high school, good, lot, lot of great arts. And I was having a good time, Um, but I was like still, you know, an angsty teen and wanted to go hang out with the cool college kids who were listening to the Postal Service. And so I was like a little bit, very much still a high schooler maturity wise, but thought that I was cool like the college kids who my brother was kind enough to let me hang out with.
2: Dude,
4: yeah I there was it. a big sea change in music and I think it affected all of us at the exact right time as we were uh you know if we weren't already in college we were about to go to college right because I just looked up Matt for me it might I think it was actually mountain goats Tallahassee it was no children was the song I heard that yeah. was like the same thing you're describing that came out in 2002. Rilo yeah. Kylie um uh portions oh for foxes like
2: oh. oh yeah yeah that was
4: that was 2004 so this is uh-huh. all right yeah. and then of course you got alone in neutral milk hotel into that the uh-huh. shins the garden state soundtrack comes out in 2004 which is weird because then like you're that girl you knew from high school that like stayed in town she's now listening to yes
3: that was we- garden state was like all my right all my friends in dubuque were listening to the music that i was only hearing in many in saint paul like you know like mm-hmm. where i was like oh only the most sophisticated College students know about these, songs. and you had
4: that, and you had that street gang war where you guys were snapping at each other between <laughs> Dubuque and St. Paul, all the St. Paul kids, the Dubuque. You were, we have to fight together and dance,
2: and yeah, I remember that but this whole also crazy like thing. That same time period where it is it's such a crucial music time period for a human being is between these yes. ages, like between my age and your age. Holden, I feel like the things that you listen to then, a lot of people say that the things you listen to around these that age is the stuff you will listen to for the rest of your life, which is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very true. true. I do try to listen to new music. But honestly, I'm sad that it came out in 2001. Last night, um, Jeff and I were both working on separate projects, and we started watching the Royal Tenenbaums. And I just remember... Uh. I, I remember that, that was in 2001, and I remember when that soundtrack came out, that that was the first soundtrack that I was, like, obsessed with when it came to, like, you don't even know what kind of music I listen to. Uh-huh. Of course, now, <laughs> looking back at it, but, like, that was the beginning of me listening to music of, like, you don't even know. So when Postal Service <laughs> dropped, I'm just like, oh my, god, even though looking back now, it's a huge album. But for us, like I felt like so cool.
3: Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And
4: I just, I want to throw this out there, by the way, there's such a dare. If you go, because usually we'll like pull up a bunch of stuff on Google. If you just type in 2003 music, very different from 2003 indie music, putting that in, you've got not only Postal Service, Such Great Heights, you've got Death Cab for Cutie, The New Year.
3: Uh, uh, (laughs) Is that what they say? And this did not feel any different. <laughs> oh, Bella and Sebastian. Bell and Sebastian. Oh. I'm a cuckoo.
4: Uh, you've got stars in 2003. I was a huge of oh, the stars. This
2: oh, this is crazy. This is big. But then at the same time, you're getting everybody in the club getting, you <laughs> know, <laughs> getting see <laughs> like that was at the simultaneously. Yes, truly. What a weird time for music. It was a place. weird time.
4: And I will say, like, because also I think 2003, it's like was uh, transferring from sophomore to junior year for me, and that was when I did the study abroad. I think in the fall of 2003, I was in London because seeing Hey Ya! pop up, that Outcast double album was. I remember playing that so much uh, in in, when I was out uh, and across the pond and hearing it in the club. As well, and uh, oh, there were was you into
2: club. Well, <laughs> you think I went know to you were a clubs? club. <laughs> to say, okay, I went to a club because
4: in order to keep 5 drinking, a club. <laughs> well, it was so weird? Because like the pubs in London close at like eleven. So if you want, if you want to be outside and drinking, you have to go to like a club. There's like no Im- There's no like middle bar situation. Like you either are an old man that goes to bed at eleven. Or you stay out till five in the morning at these places. And so yeah, we definitely definitely remember dancing a lot to that. And um I also remember I had a roommate, um, Megan Boone was our little indie like link too. She met some British DJ man and was turning us on to stuff like, yeah, yeah, yes. And the strokes mm-hmm. and all that good stuff as well. There was kind of like the, this indie dancey scene as well. That was coming out about around this time. I have, I follow this great Instagram account. I forget what it's called off the top. I'll try to find it. Call, but it's like all just party kid pictures from this era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, And it's so fun to watch because there was like a filthiness to it and like an ugliness to it, but it was also so hot and so like sweaty and sexy. And,
3: and mind you, like we had a completely different Lance. The, the most fun thing about these rewinds is thinking about how like where the internet was, you know, and so we had the internet, but at this time it was like you were like kind of lucky if you had a digital camera, you know. So obviously, well, because the
2: Nokia phones were really big then, like the brick phones. I had yes. one of
3: those brick phones, right? And like I. I went to college in 2004 and I got a digital camera and so I would like take my digital camera to parties and take pictures and then like excitedly go home and like load the digital camera pictures onto my computer which I like cannot be bothered to do. (laughs) Like I cannot be bothered to load anything onto my computer now but it was like the most exciting thing and so to even have it's not like there was no pictures obviously it wasn't the fucking 1800s but it was obviously completely different in terms of like how our lives were being documented like we just didn't have this alternate reality of like how is this being documented how am I sharing it am I talking to other people who aren't here in the room with me right now the way that we are now you know it was just like yeah. you you would go to a party uh, and then like maybe months later you would see a picture of yourself at that party
4: a beautiful you know? existence just amazing
3: yeah yeah.
4: Yeah.
2: Man. Yeah. this yeah, is yeah. also the year that Britney Spears dropped In the Zone, which is like her set like the one with Toxic on it. And like Really? Every gotcha. Every time I try to fly, mm-hmm. fly out my wings. It's just right after the Just-
4: I'm going to be himself. in a conservatorship. Her is oh, gonna yeah. She's going to get so put hot. away
2: so soon. This is, it's weird that this, she is called it. this is the beginning. This is the like up the roller coaster of her come down. Of well not to Jump
4: jump in. into TV, but I just want to bring up one TV show just adjacent to this: The Simple Life. I said right before we started, I think was the beginning of what amounted to our 2008 episode of like, uh, as I said, celebrities. Not only are they just like us, but they're also idiots, and we think they're stupid, and like we're going to make fun of them. You know what I mean? And like that, I think that trend, that cultural sea change when it came to celebrity stuff, started around this time.
2: For yes, sure. because. I read an article that brought up the show Rich Girls, mm. which I remember. I think that was like the, the maybe like the daughters of the Hill figures or something. Like the Rich Girls preceded just preceded Simple Life, I believe. Ah. That like I bring it, because I just I hadn't thought about Rich Girls. I remember that was talk about the wild west of reality television at that point, because that was such like a weird it we thought it was a one-off, but then it just like opened up. Into like the simple life, it opened up to into the reality that we have currently. Yes.
3: Uh-huh. And, and in addition to, like, there was the reality emerging, I, I want to talk about emerging reality because my two favorite reality shows of all time, Joe Millionaire and Mr. Personality, were this year. But then also <laughs> to go with the simple life part, there was the the entire way that we were talking about, like, women slash girls and, like, sec, the, 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 like, whatever sexy model of what a girl should look like at this time, it, it is really truly worth interrogating because there is this Vanity Fair cover from 2003 that has uh Amanda Bynes, the Olsen twins, remember the Olsen twins countdown to when they were turning 18. Oh god. So they were yeah. not 18 yet. Amanda Bynes, the Olsen twins, Mandy Moore, um Hillary Duff, Alexis Bledel uh, Lindsay Lohan Raven Symon Oh my Simone. god I remember this I think I had this cut out on something <laughs> and <laughs> the headline of the and the front of the of Vanity Fair with all these teens on it says it's totally raining teens and it's like yeah. so a major moment in pop culture 20 pages of the hottest teen and tween stars and like Ugh. mind you these kids these children like were these I mean yes we were kids and so it was kind of being marketed to us but also this is Vanity Fair this is not like 17 this was like the mainstream image of who our hot people were were like people who were under 18
4: yeah it's crazy. So weird. Yeah, this isn't and then they tiger all beat. went
3: nuts. You know, they all had a very hard time afterwards because how could they not?
4: Yeah. I mean, who in this of these, of all these people I'm looking at on this cover who did not completely lose their mind. Right. I mean, I, I just, I'm also
2: reading this quick article that was like talking about how difficult and horrendous that shoot was. Oh because yeah. Because really? a lot of them didn't like each other. I'm sure. And, like, specifically <laughs> Hillary Duff and Lindsay Lohan. This is the height of their like big beef. And like, so it was just like a very,
3: stressful horrible day. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> that is now forever on a magazine cover. They're pretty far apart from each other. Yeah, uh, it's also so uh, Raven is like the only non-white person. It was just oh, a time. Yeah. It was of course a time where like nobody I think was thinking like should we have a group of like 10 white girls on the cover of a magazine uh, or <laughs> should we have like it slightly more diverse than that? But it is just I'm looking at this Vanity Fair cover just being like what the fuck, thinking about that Mary Kate and Ashley countdown, and thinking about that and, uh, Paris Hilton and uh, who was the other? Why my Nicole Richie, right? Nicole Richie yeah. on the Simple Life were were also yeah. young, but like they were like in their early twenties. But like the Olsen twins and Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan were the like hottest like sex symbols in this time, and they were all yeah. still like uh, you know yeah, so so young it's just they're so little strange. girls yeah i
4: mean they're just totally little girls yes. and they're but they're all dressed Hillary up Duff as was
3: 15 in that picture that's Does crazy she
4: look 15 she looks like the oldest picture?
2: like this is like that's the craziest part that like you know i f- I see all these memes now they're like 15 year olds now versus 15 year olds that like a tiktok and then like us when we were 15 where we're all just like I put a shoe on my hand. <laughs> it's Mr. Shoe. And I do feel like, it's like, but then there was this Idea that was being put into our heads. So, like, while a shoe was on my hand, I looked at that fifteen-year-old and was just like, "I gotta grow up faster." Yeah, yeah I'm like, "I'm say. a kid. Why? Why am I a kid? I'm not a kid. I'm, I'm a teen."
4: There's this pressure to grow up too fast, and it's sad. And I are you I thinking wonder... about your
2: baby girl right now? Are you thinking oh, about your baby girls? Are you both thinking sweet about your girls? baby Winnie
3: girl? Yeah.
4: I, I I mean, that's the thought I've had is like to just be like, don't worry about becoming an adult it'll happen really just enjoy this time when you're My parents when you're said a 15 that to
2: me and i was just like i want to pay bills yeah yeah exactly
4: <laughs> I, but right but you did you wanted to
2: i but did you wanted i wanted to, independence
4: yeah i wanted or i just wanted to you know d- to responsibly drink beer uh you know what i mean and uh it was just, just thinking like,
2: of that just remember just like like one day You're never going to have to think about trying to get booze ever again. (laughs) You're just going to be able to go get booze. And now I have it delivered because I can't even bother to go to the fucking store for it. And
4: then it just, and then it becomes like a huge problem. You know what I mean? So
2: <laughs> it was a huge problem. I went through those years. Not anymore. But um speaking of big problems though, Britney Spears did become the youngest singer to receive a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame at the age of twenty-one. So this we're talking about her uptick to yeah. her downfall. She's twenty-one in two thousand and three. Yes. And and
3: Amanda Bynes, right, had her like big, also big kind of flame out, uh, you know, downfall, like similar to the arc of Britney without ever having gotten, you know, as high, obviously, but but became famous when she was like 10 um, and is in this photo is, you know, in her like mid teens. Obviously, the Olsen twins famous from little from being little kids. Hillary Duff's show was a show for like 12 year olds and loved
2: Lizzie McGuire.
3: And obviously, Lindsay Lohan also became famous, like, as a little kid. Yeah, I love Lizzie McGuire, too. This this is the year I saw the Lizzie McGuire movie in the drive-in. Yes,
2: and this was the age group where, too, I... Still watched Lizzie McGuire, but I pretended like I didn't.
3: Same, yeah, yeah, for kids. You're getting, for you're getting kids. a little
4: too old for stuff. but You're still dabbling. What still a weird! That was such a weird time. It. Yeah, because
2: like I was so uh, sexually attracted to Gordo, even though Gordo, because like uh, once I found out Gordo was like nineteen when he was doing Lizzie McGuire, even though he looked like a twelve year old, which also, if you think about it, is Weird. I was very, very into it.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's it's it, this all this awkwardness. I was just when we uh, just had Halloween uh, come and go, and it re- rem- I started thinking about like my last Halloween trick or treating. It's that awkward transition, right? And how weird yeah. it felt, and how you just knew deep down, like, oh, this is like this part of my childhood's like over. Yeah. <laughs> like this, but you don't know what to hang time. on to.
2: Yeah. I would just say, I was at home for Halloween this year and my mom got so excited. Cause like I went to the door and then I came back and I was like, it was like, Four 16 year sixteen-year-olds. They were all had costumes on, so like, yeah. I get, and my mom's like, they had costumes on. Isn't that nice? Yeah, isn't it so nice <laughs> that they have
3: another year where they get if they're putting the costumes on, give them all the candy. Yeah, agree. They put that. the effort in. I, I, my policy on Halloween is that anyone gets candy. I don't care how old you are, and if you are a team right. trick or treating, all the better. Right, because just like you were saying, Holden, like the pressure, uh, it's, it's, it's. We, and Jackie and I were the same, we're the perfect age to feel all this pressure, like you're supposed to yeah. be. and also talk about body image stuff, all of that, Ugh. and like this, yeah, and so I feel like I was in this time, like I was 16 or 17, and I was totally acting like a little kid, like you said, Jackie, like doing scavenger hunts and shit, you know, but then also looking at these, you know, kids who were my age, who were, presented as sex symbols for the mainstream and like adult world and totally feeling like something was wrong with me for like not being even close to being ready for that shit you know
4: now apply the internet to that reality and all of a sudden you're also just looking at a penis and bondage gear all of a sudden you're (laughs) like what what am i how how am i supposed to exist Uh, uh you know yeah that that whole transition was so weird and awkward which i feel like we all get so awkward outside of even just the changes in our bodies right but uh uh also like Everyone was going through it. A little bit of context for Britney Spears: two thousand four is, I think, the first crack in her facade. That's the Vegas trip where she marries Jason Alexander. Uh, so, not O3 the is the guy
2: from Seinfeld. Yes,
4: 03, yes, 03 <laughs> is the lead up to like her first news story where people went, huh, "Huh, that seems odd." Like you know, to go party in Vegas and walk away married and. Yes, there was definitely a bunch of cocaine involved in that situation, which is just completely foreign from the Britney. Everyone just like decided was the was Britney, you know.
1: For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
0: Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me.
2: Well, also this is the year of the Britney and Madonna kiss on stage at the Whoa. VMAs.
4: Wow. Yeah,
3: so oh
2: this is God. again, this is the real beginning of of people. How old's Madonna? Um, well, I, older. <laughs> I mean, if, if Britney Spears, what what is she now? She's in her 60s now, and this was, what, 20 years ago? We're coming up on, this is 20 years ago. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Ah! So she was in her 40s. Ah!
4: So Britney Spears is 21, and Madonna's in her 40s? Yeah, man. Wow. And,
3: and, and crucially, that wasn't why people thought that kiss was weird, right? Like, nope. isn't it so funny to think about, it's, it's, It's so strange, even though it shouldn't feel strange, because I know that... Homophobia is alive and well was was the absolute norm and, and mainstay until very, very recently. But, it, you know, I feel like homophobia is one of those things that changed in culture so rapidly that it feels very strange to look back and think that an entire nation was scandalized by two women kissing for like a second on TV. But, man, that was like I feel like the Madonna and Britney kiss was like uh, not quite as high as the nip slip for Scandal, but almost, right?
2: Yes.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
3: then,
2: of course, this is, I remember when we were doing the Britney Spears episode two, talking about this was also the height of the, like, supposed... Fight between Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera as the idea of pop stars, when in reality, obviously, this was a big like media thing that was Mm -hmm. put on them. But then, like in this, on top of that, we only ever remember that Madonna kisses Britney Spears, but she does kiss Christina right afterwards. But no one also weirdly ever talks about that. I feel like it's always. Britney and Madonna kissed. I wonder Mm -hmm. that there was multiple kisses on the stage.
3: That's interesting. I wonder if that's because at that time Madonna was still associated as like the most, like the like forward thinking, Mm -hmm. controversial sex figure that she, you know. From what used to be she now, you mean yeah.
2: before she was licking the water out of dog bowls <laughs> <laughs> to the stooges? I want to be your dog, yeah. Yeah, that was before <laughs> that, <laughs> before this era of Madonna that none of us wanted to see. Yeah. Um, this is a, it's a weird era of Madonna. This is, yeah, you're right. This is back when she was doing, um. You know, this is this is still like like a virgin version of Madonna in all of our brains. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Right.
4: And just like Queen of Pop and all that kind but of stuff. But I also stuff.
2: think that part of the reason why that they focus so much in Britney Spears and Madonna's kiss as opposed to Christina's kiss is because of the quote downfall that we watch Madonna of just like, and remember when she did that? Uh-huh. Remember that.
4: I think also Christina was weirdly always considered more like outward with her sexuality and stuff. Whereas, like, Britney's whole
2: aesthetic was like, she's a good girl, but sometimes she can be bad. And this is the beginning, because this is toxic, you know? This is that beginning of doing more, like, racy things. Because, good lord, even just 20 years ago, how prudish! Yeah. How prudish and how censored everything was of just, like, the idea of... Uh, uh, Oh, two women kissing still 2003.
4: (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's such a weird, that was such a weird time. And and just, it was more like, it wasn't even that it was, because nowadays, if something like that culturally were to happen, you'd have all these different types of reactions to the event. Whereas I feel, you know, you'd have all these like think pieces and tweets, like being like, hey, like the context of this is kind of weird. We should like look at the, what this is. Whereas supposed to back then, everyone was just like, oh, wow, 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 wooga, wooga. Like there was just a total acceptance of that moment as like a fun, hot, cool pop culture moment that had no, that there was nothing about it to be questioned and stuff. And again, it's just such a naive. It's almost like it's kind of like uh pre 9 11 post 11 it's like pre head shave post head shave it, it's like it,
3: right. there wasn't like a this was around the time of like um, the emergence of kind of blogs and like that kind of internet discourse, but it was so pre, you know, Twitter and like the way that internet discourse exists now. It is interesting to think, yeah, because the 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 Britney kiss was two thousand three, and the Janet Jackson, uh, Justin Timberlake, you know, nip thing at the Super Bowl two thousand four, both of which were huge scandals. Both of which, if they had happened in two uh, thousand 2000- 12 or later would have had you know a week's worth of discourse of like this is feminist this is not feminist whatever this is this is J- JT's fault this is Janets but but because we didn't have that discourse yet and don't get me wrong there's a lot of exhausting things about the way that the internet is now but I think that the narrative of how things happened before we had this kind of ongoing constant conversation, facilitated by the internet was that like the narrative just got set and stayed right. Like it was just like, Oh, Janet Jackson showed her boob and like ruined television for like evangelical Christians. <laughs> and like, that was just like, it was just like, it was <laughs> Janet's fault. And that was a narrative that stayed. And it really like yeah. stuck. And there wasn't a lot of like, Dis- I fluctuation, mean, there was, yeah yeah, there was discussion around it, but not the same not the way that there is now, where the discussion happens right away and is kind of an organic ongoing thing,
4: yeah yeah it's
3: what it's interesting to think of like how the Brittany Madonna kiss even with the with the still homophobia context that was and and prudishness context of two thousand and three would have been different if there was the technological means for people to discuss it in the way that we have now, too, you know? Right.
4: Yeah, we used to just throw stones and move on or collectively applaud and move on, and and it's totally the landscape has completely changed.
3: Right, right.
2: Yeah, well, so I. <laughs> but I'm not going to be like in the new the Santa Clauses where he starts yelling about how you can't even say Christmas.
3: <laughs> are you?
4: Are you? Are you still what, like just trucking through those? Like, are I you?
2: Shouldn't like I?
4: I hate myself. Do you starting to feel guilty on, for uh, yeah, supporting
2: it? I'm mad that I'm watching the Santa Clauses <laughs> and I I still just have it on just because I'm like I gotta see Bernard. I gotta see <laughs> like that's literally why I have it on in the background.
4: <laughs> but Jackie,
2: I mean, it's like we can't even just sell. Celebrate Christmas anymore? We can't I mean- even say Christmas anymore. <laughs> the Man. snowflakes are taking the Christ out of it. Oh, <laughs> give me a break! We took the Christ out of it a long fucking time ago. No
4: way. He doesn't say the snowflakes, does he? No, he doesn't. But okay. I'm waiting
2: for <laughs> something <laughs> like joke? that. I'm waiting for it.
4: It's. I mean, it really is right there, right in front of him to make. I mean, yes. it's it's Christmas time. There's snow everywhere. A snowflake joke really would work <laughs> well.
2: <laughs>
3: Okay, but I have to get on my big soapbox about the show Joe Millionaire, which in addition to- All right, to, here we go. In <laughs> we'll, addition- We, we allow
2: it, we allow this to happen. <laughs> Although I will say just real quick, before we leave music forever, Evanescence did- come out like the the bring me to life came out this year. This is yeah. also a big like of me need like I was obsessed with evanescence. So I just needed to say that that was another big formi- formative part of my plan.
4: And this is like definitely where we diverge, right? I I that was definitely I, yeah, I think it was like, you weren't like, they would take your college kid card away if you were listening to Evanescence. I had to be listening to fucking, uh, you know, Bright Eyes or uh, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, like Lament the Winter. Was you know Enya I mean? at this
3: time It was the too? same was vibe, by the way. Well, Enya
2: like, was, did, I mean, Enya did the 911 song. So that, that was like Earlier. The, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. All
3: right. <laughs> well- I was gonna argue. I was gonna posit that Joe Millionaire was like the first mainstream reality show, but I'm wrong because The Bachelor came out in 2002. Whoa. But Joe Millionaire was like the certainly for me the first time I remember. Like I went over to my friend's house who was like college age not in college at the time and he was like I was such a talk about being innocent I just had no idea how high he must have been I was just like you want to watch Joe Millionaire with me and he was like absolutely and, uh, <laughs> anyone that
2: says absolutely yeah. high <laughs> is
3: <laughs> and but like that was it, Joe Millionaire was the first reality show that I remember like watching in this format. And that was the same year as the simple life. And it was like this whole thing, like, Ooh, reality. And
4: what was the premise again for, for anyone like me who this completely passed by? What was the Joe millionaire setup?
3: He was a handsome man who was poor secretly. And he was presented to a group of women uh, being, and the women were told that he was rich. And so the question was if they fell in love with him because he was a rich guy would they still love him when it was revealed at the end of the season that he was a poor construction worker
4: Spoiler alert what what was the result of I don't these? remember
3: I got I love to look <laughs> it up <laughs> I, I mean I think that they were pretty disappointed if I remember correctly <laughs> I would be I'd feel quite misled <laughs> for sure
4: I'd be I'd be like wait can I switch to the bachelor cuz they don't do that? That's that's amazing. Then, I mean...
3: Yeah, and then Mr. Personality, of course, which I've talked about a million times before, was the one where they all wore terrifying the bags, masks. bags. <laughs> t- terrifying masks their over there. It was hosted by Monica Lewinsky, oh, and yeah, it was yeah. one women, woman and, like, 20 men all wearing masks. But it's just, you know, there's no real takeaway from Joe Millionaire other than the, how quaint it is to look back on how novel it felt to be watching, like, you know, and this was obviously before... TiVo, I think, and you would just be like, I have to watch on Thursday night my Joe Millionaire, and I have to see whether the women will yes. stay with him, and it really did change television, and obviously, that's basically all that's on network TV now, is variations on this shit, right?
4: Yeah, completely. God, it's just so weird that we used to have to like set our watches around it and make sure we were at home at the exact specific time and it made it more of an event and it made it more of a of a you know i don't know i don't know if I'd say I'd necessarily miss it, but it was cool knowing I was like collectively watching something at the exact same time as everyone else. Not just like, bi- I'm generally binging something around the same time as everyone I else, but like why
2: part of the reason why I still like to watch award shows. Like I yes. do yeah. like, yeah. that. like, like oh, the last we're bastion. all watching it at the same time. But also you watch those numbers plummet more and more every year because people are going to just watch the highlights from it. Yep. And like, and this year was a huge year at the Oscars because this was a huge, like, oh, Lord of the Rings, bitches! Uh, oh yeah, yeah! Return of the, the King came up. out. Ooh, Return of yeah. the King won all, I believe, eleven Oscars that they were nominated for. This was big! Wow! And mm-hmm. it was like that. I mean, for me, oh, 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 oh I was so because, like, talking about like the. Uh, for MJ and I being in that in between of wanting to grow up and not wanting to grow up, this is also the same year that Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix came out, which I also remember doing a line in the car (laughs) and then putting on my wizard's cloak that my mother made me to go stand in line (laughs) with my wands (laughs) to go get the book.
4: Fucking, that is just such a perfect example of that bizarre... Yeah,
3: so that
4: is bizarre <laughs> in between. And so we got
2: tagging out to go do more in the car while we stood in line to get Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I'm like, I'll tell you what, <laughs> had a blast. Yeah, <laughs>
4: great time. Surrounded by little children, yeah. so thrilled.
2: Except that, no, we were all like in that, like, because we're all keyed up, it was like, you don't even love Harry Potter as much as we love Harry Potter. we love Harry Potter. I was yeah, his just, age when I started reading Harry Potter. You know, like
4: cocaine fueled gatekeeping. Yeah, exactly.
3: Cocaine <laughs> fueled gatekeeping at sixteen years old.
4: My God. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, both of
3: those. I feel like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter were both like huge movie theater experience. Like that experience doesn't exist anymore either like the not well kind careers. of
4: with mcu stuff if anything it actually exists too much
3: i guess you're right and we need I guess we need right. to get yeah. back
4: to letting other types of movies hit us in in the theater like they used to uh-huh. like no the only thing anyone goes to see is like and this really started it and i do remember the pressure on lord of the rings on the whole trilogy like that moment when the the hubris of the the trilogy winning all the awards was uh, definitely a, a long lead up of like, please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. Like, please nail the landing on this. And then Return of the King came out. It was a total triumph. And I, it got, it's what got turned me into a fantasy fan. I saw the first movie. Then I was like, I, maybe I should read these books. And then I read the first book. After I saw the first movie, I read about half the second book before I saw the second one. And so when I showed up for Return of the King, I had fully devoured the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy in book form and was fully with that movie watching experience was fully transformed into like a fantasy nerd i was like never into fantasy because that was just something my my parents weren't into at all my dad is like an avid book reader, but is just not into sci fi fantasies, like literature, so, nonfiction kind of the Rings was guy. Your
3: first was your like, the yeah, change it for you,
4: big time. So no. like, Return of the King, because then cut to college, I had that extended trilogy on DVD, and it was back when you know you were essentially watching whatever was in your DVD collection. You know? Yeah. When oh, did yeah. the Family Guy DVDs come out? Was that Because Remember that shit? It was just everybody had Family Guy on I just on remember a-
2: I would get them every year for Christmas, and I hated Family Guy. And I was just <laughs> like, oh, fine, great. I've got another season of Family Guy.
4: Well, and I would just remember going to, like, some stoner's house or whatever, and it would just always be on. And it was this revelation, like, we can have, like, the whole thing in this one box right here. It's just all yeah. the shows. We have to like wait for it to come on because Simpsons DVD box sets were also Simpsons a revelation. DVD. I was obsessed
3: this, yes, with my Simpsons DVD boxes at this time.
4: Yes, yeah. Also, uh,
3: a correction, TiVo actually um, originated in 1999, but I think didn't become more like mainstream. Didn't become a household. until the early 2000s, yeah. Totally,
4: didn't become a household product. And that was just the beginning of a complete sea change for all of that stuff. Uh yeah I want to I want to return go back to movies because there's a lot of stuff going on this year I mean I think the biggest one that pops out for like this podcast particularly is Love Actually came out in
2: 2003 oh my oh man Lord. I was just watching uh like the Love and Laughter they just did a 20 year anniversary special on Kid. Blue for Love Actually and I did watch that yes really oh my God and I'll watch it how is it it was great it's yeah. great I I mean it's like there's some things about Love Actually that I didn't know because I was obsc- Tossed with this movie,
3: obviously.
2: <laughs> obviously, and um, God, especially. Oh, you give me a Christmas movie that makes me cry. Ooh, ooh, I watch it every damn year, baby. And um, the uh, the reunion special is is pretty cute. It's it's nothing like it's not mind blowing, but it is fun.
4: Well, did they do a Mystic River reunion special? Oh my this God, year? don't
2: even get me started. I was fucking <laughs> obsessed with Mystic River. I watched Mystic River so many times. I don't know why. I was absolutely obsessed, even though it's like so evil, sad head Sean Penn is in it. I know it's so sad. But it's I so definitely
3: fun. saw Mystic River in the theater, and I want to say it maybe more than once. Right? Yeah, well, mm.
2: It's a great movie. It was like a genuinely good movie. Is it? I, th- I don't know. I haven't seen it
3: since. There was a lot. It was like in the general genre of like, Famous actors men being like, "What happened to my daughter right It was just like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. it was like oh, yeah. it was like the pre William yeah, B. yeah, Sinera. it was like,
4: yeah, exactly it was like but it was like really dark, yeah, wasn't it based off a true story, but anyways, it's very dark about the child being uh ruined and then the <sighs> the parents who get by, the community that get yeah, also, get the, yeah. it's just a big long, also. slow revenge. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: I'll watch Mystic River. Should
0: I watch Mystic
4: River? Probably. Uh, another holiday staple that came out this year besides Love Actually, hilariously enough that I watch like every year with my brother, Bad Santa God came I out love in Bad Santa is
3: this year as well? Yeah. Wow. It's
4: always in my rotation. It is just totally, it's like probably the fuck most me, Santa, recent. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck It's probably the most recent it, you know, it's like the uh, Scrooged or whatever, you know, that movie that you put on every year. I don't think I don't think there's one since then besides Falling for Christmas, of course, that is like in my rotation. I need to watch Krampus this year. I've I've been sleeping on Krampus. I'm gonna gonna check that out for sure this year.
2: Also, this was the year that I remember, I specifically remember at the Oscars that Spirited Away, the Miyazaki film, Mm. won uh, for Best Animated. And that was definitely, because I think also having an older brother that Henry worked at Hollywood Video for forever, and Henry was always the like, oh, you haven't seen this. Uh-huh. You know, like, so I always yeah. wanted to, like, keep up. So I would always try and watch, and this was the first Miyazaki film that I'd see, I don't know if it is their first film, but Spirited Away, I just remember, blew my fucking mind, Yeah, dude. That is one that I still will throw on every once in a while because it is just... So I I remember I was a nanny for a little girl that loved Spirited Away. So I think I've seen it like 150 times. Kind of creepy for a four-year-old to be really, really obsessed with. But man, she loved it. Yeah, I want to give a little shout out to if you go
4: into, let's see, if you go into HBO uh, Max, um, there's totally a Studio Ghibli section, if you can actually go into each different studio that they have on there, they got them all, man. Hell they yeah. got Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Hell Delivery Hell Service, yeah. Ponyo, Howl's Moving Castle, Nas- Princess Mononoke, yes. Nasa The Valley of the Wind. It's all, it's this incredible collection that rarely pops up on your actual HBO Max menu because they're always throwing the new stuff at you. They've got everything. Uh, and, and a documentary about Miyazaki and just like all those, all those movies uh, uh, are, are all in this beautiful collection on your streamer that you probably already have. So definitely check, check that out. But
3: I'm going to say... Because three, I,
4: I discovered that recently. I'm going to say three words that
3: I want to know if, uh, if it means anything to you three. It's three words I haven't heard together in quite some time. Mona Lisa Smile.
2: Oh, Mona Lisa <laughs> Smile! I remember the cover of it with uh, Julia Roberts on it. So boring, but for some reason, watched it many times. That's what nice, was. It was
3: just. It was just a. It was. This was the height of Julia Roberts movies, and maybe. that yeah. Maybe this was. Maybe this was the last height of Julia Roberts movies because it was just like I just remember every. I just saw Mona Lisa Smile while I was looking at the 2003 movies, and I was like. Yeah, why do I know a lot about that movie? Like it's yeah. just uh, utterly forgettable. Monoculture again. This is a, yeah. a time yes. when it wasn't.
2: That's why we're watching Mystic River over and over again. That's why we're yeah. watching Mona Lisa Smile over and over <laughs>
4: again. We still we th- we're still going to Blockbuster at this point. Oh and, and yeah. it's, it's whatever's
2: on that wall. Right, which that's is what why you're gonna get. I just looked up this list of uh, like it's a it's a specific person's list of top fifty films of two thousand and three. These are such like things that in my brain. I thought I was being indie because I watched Lost in Translation. Yes, Lost mm. in Translation. Because I so saw good. Old Boy, which Old Boy yeah. still fucking rules. There was like Elephant, which I completely forgot about. Triplets of Belleville, which was another one of it was yes. an animated movie that I thought was like nobody watched. By the, the way,
4: Triplets Elephant was Belleville. Elephant was about a, a school shooter. And yeah, so dude. to put into context, like this was when Essentially like it's the, Gus Manzant. Sh- the shock, yes, the shock of like Columbine and everything had started to wear. And now it's like a normal part of this is Elephant. I feel like I feel like kind of cements school shootings as like a just regular part of American culture that didn't exist. Yeah. Before uh, Lost in Translation was the perfect college kid movie. Punch yes. on Love didn't come out this year, did it? 21 Grams also. Yes. a was, uh, was one and of those like I'm and so- cigarettes, coffee yes. and cigarettes was
2: another
3: one 100% of Jim college kid. It college kids being like have you ever heard of coffee and cigarettes
4: i also yeah. was definitely in in london for part of this year because i remember seeing at a really fancy theater in the west end of london the um the premiere weekend of uh, kill bill volume 1 which i fucking God, so loved good. So loved good. that movie theater experience loved that movie still love that movie um yeah that was that was just Absolutely. There's so many, but also this year, um, you know, I was also the kind of guy I was like, totally had the biggest crush on Diane Keaton, loved Something's Gotta Give. I was going to say, Something's
3: Gotta Give. Diane
4: Keaton and Jack Nicholson. There's,
3: I'm looking at these movies, like, I do see also the beginning of the changing landscape of like, there's so many less rom-coms made now, you know? And mm. like, you know, I feel like Something's Gotta Give. There used to be a Something's Gotta Give made three, four times a year, right? How many
4: oh, movie, yeah. just looking at the at a glance at these movie posters, how many mo- uh, movie posters feature a guy and a girl leaning against each other with their like backs to each other. Brittany Murphy's in like three romantic comedies just <laughs> in this year alone. Well, this and it's is the year of how like... to lose
2: a guy in 10 days. It's the same mm-hmm. kind of thing. Same uh-huh. kind of cover. Same kind of rom-com.
4: Yep. It, it's it's just it's there's a, so much of it and i lamented too i was talking about it recently i wish there were more rom-coms in the wild uh it's it's just not happening like it was at this point uh shout out to some other movies i love this year school of rock i fucking love so much Ugh.
2: it that is was another just, one that i saw at this age at this time period that i was like oh this is going to be a movie for kids and then i was obsessed with it
3: yeah
4: yeah and that's why I slept on it for a while, because I, I also felt like it was probably going to be that, not realizing it was directed by one of my favorite directors at the time is I was obsessed with Tasting and Fuse, Richard Linklater, which then you go back and you're like, oh, yeah, this is totally a Linklater film. And it's amazing. Yes. Also, you know, old school, man. You're my boy, Blue. I mean, I was all about old school. Uh, at this. Time. I remember that was like something my brother and I, re- again, really yeah. like bonded over.
3: And that, uh movies. you guys, I can't believe we haven't said it yet, but uh Gigli. Wow. Oh, the beginning Gigli. of the end for <laughs> JLo
2: and and Baff over there, man. Oh no, the beginning of
1: the end. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender.
0: Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me.
4: There was a blind item, by the way, that they are, that JLo is currently looking for a vehicle for the two of them in filmic experience form. Right. So oh, we'll see. I, well, I
2: hope it's Glee 2. Yes, If they had any
4: fucking balls <laughs> and if they had any sense, <laughs> they would make Glee 2, and it would be a fucking awesome. And it would just be, be so awesome. good. They get like, just get someone amazing to write it, someone amazing to direct it, and just like, to- uh, that would be incredible if they. Or if they uh, actually pursued that
2: also big thing in television for some not big for others I think it completely depends on your age this is the year that Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Dawson's Creek ended but the OC began yeah and mm. I would we would get together every week and we watch the OC together um, mostly again for us to use our like school awards to crush up Adderall so that we could snort them <laughs> but also yep. to watch the OC and that was a big, um, that was a big thing for us this year.
3: Yeah, the OC was a very exciting thing for a high schooler.
4: Did you watch the movie Thirteen? Did you connect to that no movie, bra, Jackie? No panties, <laughs>
3: no bra. <laughs> no
4: panties I fucking loved 13 <laughs> yeah cause this just sounds like it mirrored exactly your existence except from... my
2: mom di- wasn't aware of any of the things that I was doing so it, right. was, it was it wasn't like I, I was I can't even imagine being that disrespectful to my mother mm, like that's mm. where I mean again that's, at different. that time period and still now that like I didn't view that as disrespectful I couldn't imagine like no my mom knowing about it would be disrespectful
4: I was the exact same way I was like total bad kid but like totally yeah exactly Try, tried to present his little angel
2: angel baby
4: around around the the, the mama and the the parents and just kind of like would go to my friend's house where we could fuck up and the dad didn't care essentially and oh yeah
2: and then this is also the year that Arrested Development comes out. Really? Which, yes, this is the first season of Arrested Development. Uh, started wow. November second, two thousand and three. And I was I didn't watch Arrested Development as it came no. out. That was not something I found until. College. I don't think anyone Same. did. That, yeah. that was kind yeah, of that the was story. The, that was
4: the, the story of Arrested Development is as soon as it went off the air. And again, we it's the power of the DVD box set. Like nowadays, it's all streamers. The DVD box set was king at this time. Like that made break made or broke your show, Chappelle. Show was the same thing, yeah. Where like it really was the DVD sales that that made them massively successful millionaires and did the whole thing. Um, when was uh when was Chappelle show?
3: Yeah, that's a great. Because
4: yeah, that, did he had he already walked away at this point? Two thousand three original release, January two thousand three. Wow. Yeah, so oh, the DVD box set ruled everything at this point, and it really was. And I remember Christmas being so exciting because you could go and get an entire TV show yeah in your hand you know <laughs> and this is again pre iPhone where we're like having all of something in your, in the palm of your hand was like really novel at this time, you know? So to be able to grab a DVD box, set and be like, I have the whole show. We're going to go watch the whole thing back to back. No commercials. That was like so crazy and novel at the time,
3: man. Amazing that Chappelle's show and arrest development were both the same year. And it's interesting because arrest development, when you watch it, it doesn't feel like from it's like, it's from a different era at all. You know, it just feels totally like it's, it feels to me like it could have been made timeless. Know, 5 years yeah. ago, right? Where when we're talking about many of the other items from this year, it's just like, oh wow.
4: Oh, Family Guy? Yeah. You want to go back and see if that holds up? Season 1, season 2. <laughs> oh, no,
2: thank you.
3: <laughs> but
2: this is also this is Reno 911. This is mm. Nip Tuck. Yeah. I remember because this is the year yeah, I remember getting so good. or maybe it was the following year I remember getting the DVD box set of both Nip Tuck and Reno 911 and it was like my my year was made. (laughs)
3: Hmm. but like, right. Like how funny to think of like the, the Madonna and Britney kiss feels like it's from a completely different era. Whereas the first season of Arrested Development doesn't feel that way at all, you know?
2: Yeah. Agreed. But definitely I would say the fashion was the exact opposite or at least hopefully the exact opposite because I was reminded of the sandblast version of denim. Remember when we all wore that, like, khaki rubbed down weird version of denim on the inside it was like all rubbed down and the outside was kind of denim you know what i
3: mean oh yeah the fact yeah. and and also just looking at that vanity fair cover with lizzie mcguire this was just the era of the crop top which is fine mm-hmm. except that it was now I feel like we're in the era of a crop top and also alongside a robust movement for like self-love, you know, body positivity, like different representation of different bodies. Um, obviously it's still a long way to go, but like you will see like a beautiful woman of, you know, whatever weight wearing a crop top and it's like, and, and, and people will be like, hell yeah. Whereas 2003 was like, you should be wearing a crop top. You should be wearing the extremely low-rise jeans. Yeah, give me yes. a little bit
4: of be- I mean, little, that little belly button lot, peeking out. A yes.
2: belly button. It was
3: a lot. Like it was like from your pussy
2: to your under boob is yeah. what was supposed to be showing. And
3: like yeah. Jessica Simpson being told constantly that she was too fat. You know to be wearing this. Like and and that like the the. The fashion combined with the horrific body image stuff from yeah. this time is is tough because I will you- say or a teenage girl looking at it, figuring out how you're supposed to look, it's pretty, pretty tough.
2: Yes. But also, this is the year that Jessica Simpson did ask the question where do buffalo wings come from? Chickens or buffaloes? <laughs> I <I'm>, do.
3: <laughs> my, new, my new soapbox is that Jessica Simpson was done dirty by. She Hula was Wes, done dirty. And, and, fuck, uh, and I'm sorry, but fuck Nick Lachey, man, because like he was Whoa, of over... love is blind love is, of love is blind of love are you love is sure is, and i'm not saying fuck vanessa lachey she does fine but nick lachey clearly <laughs> doesn't want to be there and all the love is blind segments <laughs> he's so miserable but yeah. he's
4: so miserable yeah he doesn't want to do it at but, all
3: like this is all coming the the you're wrong about podcast did a, a deep dive into jessica simpson's um Uh, Like memoir, and it's so interesting to look back at the Jessica Simpson Nick Lachey newlyweds thing, which was also happening around this time, because it was just like the premise of that show is just like, wow, she's a fucking idiot, and like he would just be like, wow, you're a fucking idiot, and it's like, dude, you're older than her. She was extremely sheltered before you Mm -hmm. married her. You knew you were marrying like a like virgin in her early twenties who had never. Gotten to experience life because she became famous when she was a kid, and then put her in a reality show. Also, you know this new genre, and just like point and laugh at her. Like Jessica Simpson was done so dirty around this so time. So dirty,
4: yeah. I mean, they all kind of were. You know what I mean? Because yes. even even Christina Aguilera got shafted. She's like, I'm the sexy one. I didn't. No one wants to talk about it. I Kissed
2: Madonna. I mean, everybody
4: got <laughs> fucked over in their own way. It's so Speaking crazy. Of fucked
2: over. This is the year that the Dixie chicks, now referred to, nay, the chicks, um, Started the unraveling because they publicly denounced President George W. Bush. Right. Of course, we
3: haven't even talked about the Iraq War, which Iraq War. Yeah, that was a little part of the year. I guess. (laughs) I keep being like, why was 2003 like a huge year? What am I missing? Ah, yes, the invasion of Iraq.
2: Yes.
4: Yes. Absolutely. Yes.
2: And so the and if you guys remember, the Dixie Chicks publicly denounced President George W. Bush live in a concert, and they lost. So much. Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating story. Yeah, I want to like. I, is there a doc out about? I, I would love I to so. watch like them deciding to do this because, like, knowing full well that they have a big fan base that supported the president, and I th- that is such like talk about. You know, we talk about often of like the things that celebrities can do. That's a huge movement. Yeah, That's that is absolutely. a huge
4: thing to do. Yeah, it came out in two thousand six. It's called "Shut Up and Sing." Great, and, uh, I should yeah. watch
3: that. Yeah, we should it, definitely yeah watch honestly, that. it's hard to think of a pop uh, of, a, of a like pop culture thing intersecting with politics. Like, I guess what I mean is like not intersecting with politics, but like of pop stars making a choice to do something so political that had such important that was so so brave, honestly, and had such important ramifications than that. Like that was massive. It changed the entire course of their career and no one else, I mean, in their position, especially because of their position as like in the, in the country, you know, world, like it was just, that was something that at the time I was just like, whatever country's dumb. And I feel like so sad that I kind of missed that happening at the time, because Mm -hmm. I think that they were dismissed by people who didn't who just thought like whatever they're just like dumb country singers and
4: or i think yeah you were
3: such great heights from down yes, exactly. like yes. you just weren't right right
4: you weren't in in the in the zone in the realm of it but like how yeah.
3: incredible of them to just be like You know, this and and it was just a one off. It wasn't I don't even think it was a particularly planned thing. It was just a comment at a live concert that then got totally, you know, uh, yeah, we're ashamed
4: the president of the United States is from Texas. Yeah, is what she said at at this concert. Yeah. And it just totally it just goes to show how much the smallest thing could just be this huge. And again, because I think the nip slip thing is so stupid that it would have such ramifications. It's just such a different culture, right? right? And I think it was mainly just because everything was so controlled that you just didn't have outbursts like that. Now you have people popping off on Twitter all the time, and, right? And it know? was a live
3: show, and there was no again. Think about you know the way media worked. There was no not even really an expectation that that would have even been replayed. You know, it was just a comment yeah. at a live. It's not like they did that on live, unlike on at an award show or something where you know you're making a statement, but. Even that said, they stood by it and they did they could have been like, you know, this was a huge mistake that we said that and we don't mean yeah. it. But they stood by it and it like you said, Jackie, it like really cost them it, it didn't cost them theirs their careers per se, but it certainly changed their career like forever. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 just crazy.
2: I'm just looking I'm trying to find out. I think that Queer Eye for the Straight Guy came out this year too. Oh, really? Wow. Which again, this is I am like like starting to realize more and more as we go through. Yeah, it did start. Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, the the original started in two thousand and three. Man, this was a really big pivotal year for um you know at least the beginning of a lot of changes. Yeah, because man. like I remember when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy Straight Guy came out that I couldn't believe that. They were able; to, they were allowed to have a show like
3: that. Yeah, which is
2: ridiculous. Yeah. It is weird to <laughs> yeah, think, you know,
3: what a huge deal that show was. Like, yeah, and like, yeah. I remember like watching that show with my mom and being like so happy that like my parents. Just, were not homophobic and like. Oh yeah, my mom and I loved watching Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like how weird to be like, wow, is this like okay? Like we're watching like five gay men? Like, and uh, yeah, what a strange, what a strange thing to think about what this What a time.
4: F- fucking weird halftime show. No doubt, Sting Sh- and Shania, Shania Twain.
3: <laughs> I specifically
2: remember that one because again, talk about being the hater years. The Bucks were playing. And so, of course, in my hometown, everyone was crazy for the Super Bowl that year. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. I don't (laughs) give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about your ball games. I hope they lose. Like, I definitely. Definitely was one of those. Not even for (laughs) Shania? You were
3: not on the Shania
2: train yet? I don't think I even knew that she was performing the halftime show. (laughs) You know, because again, think about like the dissemination of information. Like unless you're watching the news. Yeah. And if you're 16, how the fuck would you know who's playing the Super Bowl? You know? Right.
3: Because
2: right. <laughs> there's commercial, I'm sure there were commercials out about it, but still, I'm, I'm curious and I would like to sit and watch the no doubt Shania Twain Sting Super Bowl halftime <laughs> show. I'm certainly curious about it.
3: Man, what a year. I honestly, when we were choosing years, I was like, yeah, 2003, like that should be interesting. Like, uh, you know, kind of, it's not the 90s, but it's not like when we were like totally adults. Like, but I had no idea that this year would be as fascinating and like represent so I mean every year kind of when you look at it you can see where things are changing and where splits are happening but it really seems like a lot of that was going on in 2003
4: Was Crazy in Love Beyonce's like solo breakout track too or was it did something come before that I mean it definitely is her with Jay-Z on the track so definitely probably had something to do with them getting together at least to mark a big sea change but I just that I feel like that al- that track cemented her as like not just a member of Destiny's Child trying to be like a solo star, but like Beyonce. Yeah. It was her
2: first solo album.
4: Yeah, wow. so that track began the you know road forward for Beyonce becoming Beyonce yeah. which she was and not it at has, this
3: time baby
2: boy you say oh my man see you mm-hmm. in my dreams oh my god Sean Paul mashup
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then, <laughs> and then, and then uh, I'm Sasha Fierce was five years later which Feels like a lifetime in terms of like yeah, the music, you know? Totally. Oh, yeah. This is also the year that iTunes
2: was launched. So, this is a big, like, so this is, I remember, you know, mm-hmm. when we're right. all using Napster, we're all using, oh God, what was the other one? Uh, Kaza.
4: <laughs> uh, Kaza. Uh, yeah. Yes,
2: yes. And then, and then iTunes comes out, which kind of streamlined the idea of music downloading, which yep. it like made it more. I dare say, legitimate.
4: Yeah, and 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 I, you know, the iPod was first. The first version was released in two thousand one. Yeah, so it's you know, and it takes a couple years.
3: Yeah, I didn't have an iPod in two thousand three, but I probably got one by two thousand four.
4: It takes a couple years for it to like hit everybody. I didn't. I don't think I had an iPod until I had like a real job in like New York. But that was still what oh six oh seven. I think is when I got like. I, I By the time, I think my first iPod was like, it was a color screen and you could even watch like episodes of The Office on
3: it. Whoa. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I definitely had like one with the wheel, you know, like yeah, I remember yeah, listening yeah. to Franz Ferdinand on it. So it must have been No, I had one with the wheel
4: too. I had like a true blue iPod, but yeah, I mean... Completely changed the game. I remember my brother and I, like, again, I didn't get the laptop for this until college or till after college. But uh, there were other early adopters. But the whole race to get your entire CD catalog into your laptop so that you can put it all on your iPod. I mean, that was, the, you know, yeah, the, the whole way we were. I mean, and just the whole concept of that, again, is so silly to, to say out loud now. But back then it was like, holy shit. I can have this room full of CDs, you know, this in entire my bookshelf in my fucking pocket huge was deal. insane. Yeah,
3: huge deal. Totally
4: insane. Yeah, at this I miss, time. I miss those tech jumps. This was like probably the last big tech jump, like the iPhone and everything. It's really plateaued out since then. Yeah, I, I guess there's like, I guess you could say certain things about certain movements in social media, but still, I just think like, man, everything was moving so fast around this time, right, you know, like- right. When did, when did Demon Days come out?
2: Such leaps and bounds. Also, I do want to say real quick, because we were talking about reality earlier, this is the first season of America's Next Top Model as well. Talk about how much a show could ruin your body image. I remember watching America's Next Top Model and just being like, I'm ugly forever. Great. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm, no one's ever going to think I'm pretty ever, ever, never. Because... America stock, because Tyra Banks was, you know, the little queen of what should be. And we all know, I mean, we read Model Land over on the Patreon. So um, if you ever want to check that out, it's still up on the Patreon. If you want to hear what happens inside of Tyra Banks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, also, uh, by the way, Demon Days came out in 2005, which to me is like the iPod era is is Gorilla's Demon Days. Right. Like uh. that's like that's why I brought it up. Or also uh, uh one, two, three, four. Tell me that you love me more. But like that whole time or whatever. What's her name? Um, this year, though, Kanye West releases Through the Wire debut single.
2: Really? Damn, it
4: begins in 03. Really? Yeah.
2: Beginning.
4: Yeah. I don't think anybody was really talking about him as strongly until a couple years later, probably. Yeah. What year
3: was College Dropout? 2004. Wow.
4: Yeah, so the single Through the Wire was released in 03, oh, though, at the you. end of 03. So the album drops the next Early year. But still, Kanye officially wow. like enters the arena technically in 03.
3: Man, I feel... Sometimes I really feel grief <laughs> for what I think about I, I started saying something from... My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. The other day, Gideon was like, "Nope, nope, not anymore. No, I was not, like, not in this house. <laughs> not in this house." And I was like, "No, we get to can we keep beautiful dark twisted fantasy and everything that came before it?" And then we can lose <laughs> if we can else. put
2: down remix to ignition, which also came out in two thousand and three. Then we have to put down anything like all
3: gay yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Also,
4: Jay Z releases the Black album at the end of 03 Really? Damn. Jesus yeah.
3: Christ! What are you? Year for music. What a great,
4: year. great fucking year for all types of music. Yeah. I mean, just indie pop, rap.
2: It also, is just my like milkshake brings all the boys. Yep. Yeah. Ah, yeah, they're like, it's better than Oh was my 2003? god, two thousand three, yeah. dude. Damn. Yeah, and toxic. Like it's like you're right, all across the board. This is a great year for music.
4: Yeah, it's wild. No matter what you're into, it's pretty yeah, great, dude.
2: Oh, but thank you guys for joining us on this journey through the year 2003 I brought up a lot of fun memories and I'm feeling really good about it and I didn't realize <laughs> um how big of a year it was until we started this episode you're which like is a little
4: great you're like you like a little double agent jackie you were just like living two different lives two different it must lives. have felt <laughs> crazy' <laughs> oh, yeah. doing
3: doing the lives before Harry Potter is so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny
4: and that is so funny and and you know and yeah for me definitely I was just like Man, I needed the, this time in my life. Like this time of life completely changed. I think I'd be living a completely different, very much sadder life if I hadn't have moved into the house of chaos and like found myself and like found. And I just find I knew who I was, but man, I just needed a kick of confidence, and I finally got it that year. Like around this time, like I was. I was yeah, yeah, it's like
3: it's it's interesting because it's yeah, it's like a lot of really positive memories based on our ages from this year. Even though again, it was like two thousand three, like a catastrophic year politically, right? Because of Mm -hmm. Iraq, like, but I was so not even, that was not on my radar yet. It did not get on my radar until a a year or two later. And like, I was just having a great fucking time listening to the District Sleeps Alone tonight and watching Joe Millionaire. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, what a, what a, you know, you could do that today. You could go get an episode (laughs) of Joe Millionaire, hop on (laughs) Such Great Heights, and maybe do a little 2003 today. Yeah. Yeah. Put on a little crop top. But get into but it. Put no, on crop top. But feel yeah.
4: Shake the milkshake and uh call yourself fat. Mm, yeah, you know what right. I mean? Feel
2: terrible about my body. <laughs> and, yeah, it'll be great. It's gonna be awesome.
4: <laughs> to buy a cameo of Nick Lachey calling you overweight.
2: You know Just <laughs> Um, Thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you for going down memory lane with us. We love you guys so much and we'll be back next week and thank you for hanging with us. Thank you uh, MJ Thank you, Holden.
4: Thank you, and you know what?
2: Jackie. Thank you to myself.
4: Yes, my name thank is you. Jackie
2: to Follow is, me on yeah. Instagram <laughs> at Jack that worm, and you follow us on TikTok at Page Seven LPN. Come check out the weird shit that we're making, and also come hang out with me over on Twitch.tv forward slash Oh No It's Jackie on Sundays and Tuesdays and thir- Wednesdays. I don't even know when I'm doing them anymore. Just you know, things come out of my mouth, and I should stop talking now.
4: Yep, just a <laughs> gaggle of Mr. Cooper's over here because you're hanging with us. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can catch me Monday through Friday, twitch.tv forward slash Uh Check out our tour dates, Uh patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. We do weekly bonus content, five bucks. It's so
3: good. And uh, I think that's it. MJ, I want us to keep thanking each other at the end of every episode. Uh, <laughs> thank, so you. Let's <laughs> yeah, my, thank you. Keep that. Yeah, you're welcome. My name thank is you. My name is MJ, and I'm MJKL Cat on Instagram.
2: Also, I will say in the next week, pop on over to the Patreon because we are going to do a poll over what book we're going to be reading Ooh. if you want me to continue doing ice planet barbarians because we are wrapping up that book. Um, or if we should move on. So get your recs together. Hit me up with some recs. You can hit me up on the Patreon. Or you can always send any kind of recommendations to oh no it's Jackie's email at gmail.com or page7podcast at gmail.com. You can send it to any of those places. And um hit me with your recs so we can get a good book going. I'm excited about right. it. Right. And thank you, Holden. And thank you, MJ. And and thank
4: you, MJ. And myself. thank you, Jackie. 2003.
2: 2003. What? What? Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.
4: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
2: New Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Games from the Virginia Lottery are here. The Scratcher gives you the chance to win up to $100,000.
0: The online game gives you the chance to win up to $1 million. For more information, visit valottery.com.